Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Major news. White Wine Question Time is going live. We're doing three shows in London's West End in the autumn. I can't believe it. And... We've got some incredible guests lined up for you. So on Saturday, the 18th of September at the Leicester Square Theatre, uh, we will be doing a show with Craig Revel Hallwood. Yeah. Just as you can smell the sequence of Strictly as it comes back to our screen. Then on the 9th of October, I can't believe they've all agreed to do this, but we're reuniting the cast of Grange Hills. So I've got Todd Carty, Tucker, Lee McDonald, Zamo, and Alison Valentine, who played Faye, and there'll be more to be announced. And then finally, on Saturday, the 13th of November, the cast of Dunbreeding, so Tracy Ann Oberman, Julie Graham, Tamsin Athwaite, Denise Welsh, Julie Newman, will all be joining us to do a live show. Tickets are on sale now, available from the Live Nation website, Ticketmaster, or wherever you get your tickets. Come and see us! Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And this week, my guests are a mother and daughter, both of whom you'll probably feel that you know incredibly well, having grown up with Lorraine Kelly talking often and always affectionately about her one and only daughter, Rosie, while she resides as the queen of breakfast TV for the last 37 years. Yes, 37. 
seven years, making her the UK's longest standing breakfast TV host. Before Rosie was a twinkle in her eye, she was born and raised in Scotland, uh, first in Glasgow's Gorbals, one of the most deprived areas in Scotland, before moving to East Kilbride, where she started her career in journalism on the East Kilbride News. From there, she joined BBC Scotland, but not for long, before moving to TVM in 1984, where despite the slot's ever-changing names, be it GMTV, Daybreak, Good Morning Britain, she has remained its one constant. As the title of her show would attest, she's so well-known, so well-trusted, loved and revered, that much like Madonna, she's only ever referred to by her first name. And now that Rose has graduated with a degree in journalism and is back in the UK writing, uh, most recently for Hello! magazine, following a three-year stint in a very fancy job in Singapore, the pair have decided to set up something of, well, a family business with their appearances together on Celebrity Gogglebox and the launch of their brilliant new podcast called What If, which sees them explore what-if scenarios with the likes of Rob Rinder, Got Wan and Craig David. So let's dial them up to hear more. It's Lorraine and Rosie. How are you, ladies? He is very good. What is? You just heard me mention What If, the podcast. Um, I love it. Aww. You're what, 11 oh, episodes in now? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. are, which is, it's been, it's been such a joy to do. It was really Rosie's idea, but it's been, it's been lovely. It's been lovely for me, Kate, to actually be able to talk to people, um, you know, longer yeah. than kind of like five, six, seven minutes. That's been the joy of it. Um, and also obviously to do it with Rosie's been lovely. It's been really good. So, so Rosie, it was your idea. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do something, um, together and I was living in Singapore and mum was in mum was here and we wanted to do something that like a weekly catch-up thing about living in different places and that sort of mother-daughter thing and then um yeah COVID happened and I had to move back which was the plan anyway but it just happened in a, a different way than I thought um so our sort of idea of doing it from two different places uh would not have worked <laughs> so um we just decided that we wanted an idea to just talk to as many people as we could and people that mum wanted to speak to people that I wanted to speak to we made a big sort of list and then um yeah it just all happened um took a while to get off the, the ground and really sort of decide what exactly we wanted it to be and what we wanted it to feel like but um yeah it's it's all happening now which is really lovely and we did um our last one is Hannah Ingram Moore, Captain Tom's daughter. And I didn't realise that it was what was the last one of the se- series until we actually got home. I was like, oh, I should have taken a picture or something. But um, <laughs> Casual. it wasn't until like the next week we were looking at the schedule and be like, oh, we're done. <laughs> I know. But we're going to do more. We're definitely going yes. to do more. Yes, we're going yeah, to do more. We really are. Because it's, it's such a good idea. And it's a really interesting way. It's kind of like what you're doing, Kate. It's an interesting way to talk to people. Um, but with a, with a little bit of a twist. And you get different answers. You know, when you ask people about the times in their life. Where, and I'm sure you've had them as well. You know, where if you go one direction, you, you don't know where that road's going to lead. You know, there is this crossroads. Um, and a fork in the road, go. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And it might be, it might be a job. It might be an occasion. It might be a person that you happen to meet, and you just, you just never know the the road that you're going to go down. I mean, there's very few people that just go along a straight road. 
there's always different ways isn't it i don't think i've met one to be honest yeah. and actually no. everybody's got their own fork in the road haven't they yeah yeah definitely mm. that's what makes it so fascinating yeah and you know lots of people have got more than one and and it's it's really interesting as to how they got to that place um and finding out more about people's backgrounds as well has been really interesting too it must be so nice for you lorraine because i know when you do daytime telly as as you have for longer than anyone else 37 years it's crazy isn't it it really it's in, it's it's testament to your good self on every <laughs> level you've you've outlived a lot of them you've seen them all come and all go <laughs> lots of regime changes <laughs> massive respect to you but what i love about the podcast world is there's yes. something really indulgent about an hour of conversation with people you find interesting oh, it's the joy it's wonderful mm. It's it's good, isn't it? And also having having it with Rosie as well, because she comes from a different perspective and asks different questions. You really do, and, you know, because it's a different it's a, it's a kind of generation thing, but it's also that she's you know she thinks in a in a, in a different way. And you know, there've been questions that she's asked that I've gone wow, and the guests have gone oh right, I've never really never been asked that before, and I've never really thought about that before. And it's that's really good to see as well. And we can sort of just and it's a conversation that can just go so many different ways. That's what I really like about it. And as Rosie said, people that we really it's people we really like, isn't it, Rosie? It's people that we really wanted to talk to. Yeah, you can hear that as well. You can hear that. And Rosie, I have to say, if there was a steering wheel on this podcast, you'd be holding it because you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I think Mum's the. I just go along with her, whatever she's doing. <laughs> no, you really no, don't, you, you know. But you're really good because when I go away off down, you know, when I go down a rabbit hole, you bring me back and bring me back onto the, but, but you know, the what if, the whole you sort always of thing. forget you to say what if. I'm arrow. always writing it in bold. I know, on a sharpie I know, I, get, I, know I, get, I get very sort of in, in, engrossed in what we're saying. And that's the joy of it, though. But that that's you because you and I are used to being produced and roses of a generation where they, they self produce. So she's totally. far more far more disciplined than we are, actually. You're okay. right. You're right. I mean, and, and a, a different generation as well that, that that are better at all of this. You yeah. know, they just they just they just get it. Well, we just do what, what you know. We train to do when we came into telly. We do the one thing. We we keep the show on yeah. air, but we're you know you read it, you you say it, but you're not producing you're it. You're backed up by so many people. Yeah, of course. No, you're a generation of content creators and we're having to learn from you. And I think that that's what I heard in that podcast was there was cr cross-generational learnings. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Definitely. And I've learned... I've learned a lot, an awful lot from Rosie. I mean, she says she's learned a lot from me. I don't know that she has, but I've certainly learned a lot from her. And not just, you know, in her style of, of, of talking, presenting, having a conversation, no matter what you want to call it, but also cultural things. You know, it's been, it's been really good. One of the things about the, the, this whole pandemic as well is being sitting down and watching things together that I probably wouldn't have watched on the telly you know below deck I would never have discovered the joys <laughs> the sheer joy and euphoria of below deck and waiting for another you know another chance to binge and and music as well I mean Rosie listens to some really quite out there stuff and you know when we're in the car she plays it and it's really good and then I can say to her oh do you want to listen to the human league or do you want to listen to the, the cure or you know the clash or people that I grew up with and and it's kind of you know it's a back and forward with me but it keeps you keeps you young keeps you young keeps it you really curious, does it's really important and I, when I, I put myself in your shoes Lorraine when I realized oh my god Rose is going to be a journalist she's going to follow you into this business and I think about my own son I think of course I would never ever I mean I've had so much fun at work but it's a hard 
horrible business sometimes and your instincts as a mother is just to protect absolutely how were you when rosie went i'm coming in mum yeah i know what you mean i think because um it was a podcast um and we there's you know you have a lot of control over a podcast you have control you know we we book the guests and we we do all the the questions and the research and things like that so i think that that was important. And then also when we got asked, just totally out of the blue, we got asked to do Gogglebox. Yes. Gogglebox is a really cool show, isn't it, Rosie? It's yeah. good. It's fun. It's I mean, really for good sake, you're sitting there on your sofa, me and Rosie and Ruby, obviously, Rosie's puppy. Um, and we just sit there and we laugh. It's just like what we were doing when we were binge watching Game of Thrones or, or, or you know, or any other show, or the housewives of whatever they are. <laughs> so, you know, it's been, it's been really, it's actually been really good fun, hasn't it? And it's been great to spend spend so much more time together as well because we get a chance to do that too which is really good well i watch goggle box every week with my son and when i said that um because i've just had to say to him keep the noise down and he's got to take himself off to football practice tonight because i'm recording this and uh and he said who are you doing and i said it's lorraine you know mummy's friend from the telly he went well i'm rosie and Rosie, he was so head turned by you because you're on Google Box, Rosie. Forget the 37 years in telly, Lorraine. Rosie's in town. I just got cute dog. Forget that. That's good. No, it is. It's such a great show, and they're a brilliant bunch. And you sort of forget because they come in and they put the telly down, don't they, Rose? And it's yeah, just they like they bring their own telly. You, you forget, don't you? Today. We haven't done it before COVID, so I don't know what it was like um before and how they did it but they're not there's no crew in the house at all so you very much feel like you're just in your living room watching tv which is what you're doing but it, um and do you know what else they bring treats oh yeah they bring snacks they bring snacks and, and rosy white snacks. i mean it's fantastic they turn up and there's a hamper and they put this hamper on your kitchen table and then say help yourself and it's like yeah I love how excited you are by the free wine. <laughs> well, absolutely. Why not? Why not? <laughs> but it is, it's good. It's good fun. It is really, really good fun. And we've really enjoyed it. And seeing things that maybe, you know, that we both watch. What was that one? What was that one when the man had all that funny stuff on his winky? What was that? Oh, that my God. With the Prince Albert. Yeah, that was yeah. terrifying. What's it called again? Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction. Mm-hmm. No, I was. I, I don't think I'll be watching that again. But it was funny. It was hilarious, and we laughed our heads off, and it was absolutely ridiculous. And there are some bonkers shows, and that's been the joy of it that we watched things that we probably wouldn't have. Exactly. I watched that. Watch. I watched you watching that because I wouldn't sit down and watch <laughs> Naked Attraction, certainly with my son. So I'm watching you guys on a on a Friday <laughs> night, and that comes on, and Ben goes like, bearing in mind my son Rosie is 13, yeah, so he's just you know in that okay. kind of tipping into teenage years. He's like, oh, you can see him like, oh, God, we're going to have to look at vaginas with my mum. It was proper cringe. <laughs> and then that guy comes out in his 70s with literally more jewellery than Mr. T around his nethers. What the There hell? was a lot going on there. I didn't understand. It provoked a big conversation in our house. He's like, surely that must hurt if they have, you yeah. know, intercourse. No, and I was we like, thought that, yeah. we? we? weren't sure. And when you get a piercing, I mean, I've had my ear and they said six months to heal completely. Oh, imagine. So God knows what it's like for your bit. I mean, listen, it clearly made him happy, so good on him. But metal yes, detectors at airports, crossing your legs oh. in a hurry. What about, you know, like when you're driving and the sun comes through the driving seat and your, your, your window. What oh about God. if they catch, you, you know, they get, they get warm. Oh. Get warm. These oh, were the discussions yes. we had in our house. <laughs> Yeah, and thanks Gogglebox for letting me have to sit down and explain what a vajazzle was. 
Ah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we could have done without that, couldn't we? Yikes. Yeah, and I just had to say, not a lot of women who come across in life, I believe, will have them. I just don't know. I just don't know. You know, I've heard of them. I just don't know anyone that does them. No, no. I don't either. Or those funny other things that that guy had. And do you stick the things onto your loony? Do you stick the... Do you? I yeah, she had it stuck no on. Yeah. Now, when you go to festivals and you put a few diamonds on your cheeks. But on your cheeks, not on your butt cheeks. <laughs> that to me just sounds like you're asking for thrush. The end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't mess about. Now, as we touched upon talking about your podcast, I love what it throws up, the what if, this fork in the road. So whilst you get to kind of drill into everybody else's, you never really share your own. So I want to know from you as my first question, what are your sliding doors, fork in the road, what if moments? What Just one moment that kind of went on to sort of be seminal and change everything. Gosh, there's a few. What about you? I mean, well, I know what yours yours is, Mum. Go on then. Yours would be that horrible man saying that you sh- you would never be on telly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. When I was that was before you were born. That was when I, I worked at BBC Scotland, and the head of BBC Scotland said my I'd never make it because of my accent because I had a Glasgow accent. But that was the best thing he could ever have done because the next day. There was a job going at TVAM as a reporter in Scotland and I had, I would never have had the nerve to apply for that job, but I just thought I'm going to have to do something because I'm never going to get to be, because all I wanted to be was a reporter. I'm never going to get to be a reporter if I stay here. So I did. So I, yeah, I did that. I guess that was, that was, because that sort of took me down another road. Otherwise, you know, I might have just stayed at BBC Scotland and who knows what you would be doing. Um, but, but because it's such a vast organisation, I went to a place where I was the only one. So I would be, I would be doing sport, you know, back in the early 80s when women really didn't do football or, or rugby or any kind of sports. They do now, thank goodness, and they do it yeah. very well. Um, but, and, I, and I was like the political correspondent because it's only me. <laughs> <laughs> I just did everything. All these letters would come in in the days of letters. Uh, we didn't even have the internet then, for goodness sake. Yeah. Thank the Lord. That's one thing that I do. I feel so lucky that there was no social media when I was uh, starting out because I would have got slaughtered. I really would. And um, and you you sort of had it a little bit, Rosie, didn't you? But you kind of missed, maybe missed it. And being over in Singapore, you probably didn't get it as much as here, maybe. Mm. What would be your moment then? What would be the um, thing that changed you? What do you think that, that, that put you... Probably Singapore, yeah, because that was that was huge. You took a big job in Singapore and it was only supposed to be a short contract and you ended up out there for years, yeah. didn't you? That's major, Rosie, moving to a different country to start. I mean, I'm, I have huge respect for you doing that. And I know that your mum always used to sort of swallow a tear when she said, yeah, Rosie's in Singapore now. <laughs> She's doing really well, and I'm so happy for her. But you, you missed her dreadfully. I could smell. Yeah, I could I smell do. almost your grief, yeah. Lorraine, that she was too far away. I know. And I never I never really let on because I didn't want her to feel sort of guilty in any way. But I always loved it when she called me up. Because um, of the time difference, Rosie. Do you remember you would call me at lunchtime and it was like six o'clock in the yeah. morning? And of course, that was a joy for me. That's when I was sitting preparing for the show or, or, or getting makeup on or something. So it was perfect. Mm. So what took you to Singapore? How did that happen? Because you, you've been at uni, you've got a really good um, degree in journalism and then suddenly Asia's calling. I know, it was funny. I um, I think I graduated in May and I moved in July 
Um, so my mum's baby brother, who's like 50 odd, but we still say he's the baby brother. He's, um, he lives there and we would all, he's lived in Japan and India and all around the sort of area. And we would always sort of one summer after like the year after the other one, we would go and, and see him. So I kind of, I didn't know it very well, but I, I had him there and I, um, he was on a board of a charity and he said that they need someone to come in, um, and help them. And I, I knew I wanted to be in London, but I didn't want to go straight away. And I didn't want to do a gap year because I didn't want to just travel. I really wanted to work. So I went um, to see him for six months. And I remember I landed on a Thursday and I didn't start work until Monday. And I remember waking up on Saturday morning and thinking, I don't have any plans or anything to do because I don't have any friends. Um, that was only when it sort of hit me that what I've, what I've done. <laughs> it was really weird. And then um, I was with the, a charity that helped um underprivileged children learn english because it's um you have to kind of know english before you start nursery there it's mad and what um so yeah it's crazy and it was kids whose parents were incarcerated that's why they were in the situation they were in um so i got to go to jail you'd think that singapore jail was beautiful it was not beautiful in any way it was horrible um i saw the prison band live they were great um it was just the just a really surreal experience, and it's only like a few years later you sort of realise, oh god, that was a bit strange. Um, it was very very strange. But I was there for six months, then it ended up being a year with them, and then I planned to come home. I brought all my stuff home, and then I got offered another job. So I had two weeks at, at home, thinking, oh, that's me now. I'll be in London, and then uh, I moved back out, and I was there for two more years. So um, yeah, it was mad. You probably won't appreciate how brave you've been making a move like that until you're much older and you're no longer mm. that brave. Yeah. I can say that with a few air miles under my belt. But it, <laughs> it is an incredibly, you know, that's incredible chutzpah. You must have been both mortified and so proud, Lorraine, that she was going to do that. I was, yeah, because it was a big, big deal. I mean, I, I, gosh, I remember when we moved from Glasgow to East Kilbride, which is about 10 miles when I was <laughs> um, when I was growing up, and I, and I was, like, devastated. <laughs> so, yeah, but I was very proud of it. And you're right, I don't think um, that Rosie really appreciated at the time just what a big leap that was. And how did you feel about her starting her working life? Because... I know when you, you took, so the stupid man, uh, um, sorry, I shouldn't call him a stupid man. Um, so the man at the B- at BBC. He's a stupid Sc- man. Yeah, he's a stupid man. Uh, the stupid man <laughs> at BBC Scotland, you said you'll never, ever make it, uh, sent you off kind of, you know, to, to ITV and to TVAM. And as you said, you were the Scotland correspondent and you literally covered everything. You did every story. I mean, one day you could be stood there with an animal the next day interviewing a politician the day after a sports personality but you've said of that time I'd go to the ends of the earth to get my story if a day went by and I wasn't on the bulletins that was a failure I worked my ass off Mm. I really did and I don't Mm. disbelieve it because you still do when you look back at that time and then you look at where Rosie's at now how much do you think of our working landscape has changed in certainly for women in media Oh, I think it's changed enormously. And I think I was very lucky because I, because I was on my own and I didn't have that thing of you're the girl, therefore you do the girly stories. And remember, this was the 80s and things were very different. So yeah. like I would turn up and interview a football manager and that was unheard of. Um, and I got really patronised by most of the people in, in the football world. Um, but actually it was okay because I found that they were disarmed by you and you could ask them anything and they'd be so <laughs> taken aback that they would give you a great answer, you know. 
but you do have to put in the graft and and I think now it's it's just as hard, I think, as ever it was. I think you've got to work just as hard as ever it was. I mean, obviously, there are there are ways to be. I mean, I was never doing it. I'm a bit like, I think like you and like me, we do it because we love it. We don't do it because we want to be famous. Never. And I think an awful lot of young people, and this is the same with Rosie. She does things with me because she enjoys it. And it's, it's you know, the podcast is good fun. Gogglebox is good fun. It's, it's all funny. But at the end of the day, you know, she wants to write. And, and, you know, that's a huge big part of what she wants to do as well. But it doesn't mean to say that you can't do other things too. But it is really honestly just about putting in, putting in the graft. But I think younger people today have got the added pressure of social media, which is a huge thing. I mean, you, you know, when you started your career, and goodness me, you were so young and so successful, so young. But when you started that, you didn't have that. You didn't have that horrible thing sucking the oxygen out of your body. No. I don't think I would have had the appetite to stick around, if I'm honest. I know it. No, don't, not, not, don't think I know. I don't think I would either. So our fork in the roads moments are, are really quite interesting, aren't they? So you've got, you've got, you know, you jumping on a plane to Singapore, really with no grand plan beyond I'm going to see what happens. And then you, Lorraine, kind of turning on your heel because somebody had underestimated you and by doing so had propelled you to go on to become... I look at the career that you've got now. I mean, in some ways, you almost want to go and thank that guy, don't you? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it really did. It, it, it sort of made me, you know, give me a kick in the arse um, that I probably needed in some ways. Uh, and again, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, for goodness sake, another one was I was supposed to go to university to do English and Russian, would you believe? And I ended up going to the <laughs> newspaper. I know. What would my career have been? Who knows? I, I, you just don't know. And I didn't do that and went to... Um, Work in my local in my local newspaper, um, and then meeting meeting my husband Steve. You know, it was all just he he was he was my cameraman for for years and years, and we were friends for a whole year, um, until I finally finally got him. But it took it took a bit of work, but we got there. <laughs> that must have been quite. I know that you know on the road reporter relationship with your crew. So was did you just yeah. have Steve, or was there sound as well? We had, there was three of us at one point and then it got cut, you know, like everything else, it got cut back, cut back. And then it was only really him and I and a sound man. Um, and it was one of those things, you don't go into a relationship like that with without really thinking about the ramifications if it doesn't work, because that makes it awkward for everybody. You know, especially if you're a really small knit team, you know, really small. I mean, there's usually only three of us or four of us. He was usually driving. I was sitting in the back writing or thinking or phoning or whatever. Um, and yeah, so we, we you know, we, we did have to think about that because that could have been really, really awkward. But when you know, you know, and you just think it's going to be fine. And also then, you know, about a year after that, I maybe about two years after that, I, that's when I went down to, to London just to fill in. Um, because someone was on holiday, so I filled in the six to seven slot, and then never really uh, went, went back after that. I just they just kept me on, and that was that. And that was in nineteen eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty nine. So indeed it was. So <laughs> you've, you've seen them all come and go, Lorraine. You really have. Yeah. And what I love as well is that even when they tried to, in a way that they would never be able to operate today. So after you'd had Rosie, um, yeah, you were kind of I, I think treated quite. Dishonourably, well, they told me not to come back. I mean, they took, they basically said, 
Thanks very much. Um, and they yarn cheerio because they had someone else. They had Anthea. Anthea Turner they brought in to present with Eamon a long, long, long time ago. It means 27 years ago because Rosie's 27. Oh. But at the time, it was absolutely, you know, it was scary. It really was. It was frightening. I had this wee tiny baby and um, I wasn't sure, you know, what was going to what was going to happen? Um, and luckily, we they, uh, it was a mum a mum and baby company. I think it was Cowngate or something. They wanted to do uh, a mum and baby slot, and they wouldn't do it unless I did it. So that was a way back, if you like. And it was so successful that they ended up giving me my own show. So I went from co-presenting a show where I had to get up at two in the morning to doing my own show where I could work with childcare, it was amazing. I could work around it because she was so tiny. You know, I could bring her in. I mean, it was amazing. Um, so it just shows you, you never know. When you think it's, when you think things are at their, you know, you think, oh no, that things can't get any worse than this. Sometimes, you know, you have to sort of crawl a wee bit through some dark, but sometimes mm-hmm. it does it does work in the end, so I guess. And I love the power that gave you because they would only do it with you. And that then evolved and I know, grew and into... That was unusual. Yeah, yeah, that was unusual back then. I think obviously it was because I'd just been a young mum and they were looking for, well, I wasn't that young, but they were looking for a new mum, if you like, um, and that the audience knew anyway. So for Breakfast Telly, it, 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 it actually worked so well. I can't tell you. It just, uh, yeah, it's quite, quite amazing. Again, that's another, gosh, that's isn't another, it? isn't it? That's another. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, so many. There are so, <laughs> so many. we have all got so many. And I love, I love the way that that worked out because the wronged woman was so the right woman at the end of the day. Yay. <laughs> Ta-da. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, um, I wanted to move on to my next question with you because this moves into the heart of your relationship as a mother and daughter. I wondered if each of you could elect one moment that you could seal forever in a memory box 
of your time together as a mother and daughter? So if there was one moment that you could lock away and save forever, what would that be? Oh, mum, what do you think? I think I think your graduation was very special um, because, of course, I didn't go to, to university and, and uh, I think that was really special for me and your dad and also um, for your granny and granda as well because, of course, they never got to see me graduate. And they got, and it was like, you know, it was a really, it was one of those moments you want to put in a box and wrap a ribbon round. And mm. um, because you looked so beautiful and so grown up. And it was like, it was like you were on your way, you know, and it was, and it was kind of bittersweet in a way because, you know, you'd done so, so well and we were so proud of you. And, um, but at the same time, we knew that things weren't going to really be the same. I mean, I know you'd gone to university and go, I remember leaving you at that. Remember in the halls of residence, that horrible room? Awful. And it was so awful. Honestly. <laughs> and I was trying to go, no, 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 it's fine. Just we'll put up a couple of pictures. Of you. We'll go to Ikea. It'll be okay. It will not be okay. And it was horrible. And I cried all the way home. And I said, we're leaving our little girl, our little princess, in a hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> the smelled of cabbage. And it was awful. It's bad. <laughs> so, oh, no, I just wanted to grab her and bring her back home again. <laughs> but that was, that was a lovely, lovely moment that was a really really good moment and there's been there's been lots even like a couple of weeks ago I was watching you you know we went out for dinner in that nice place and I was watching you running about with Ruby the wee you know Ruby your wee puppy and that was lovely that was just really nice because you look so happy because I know how much you love Ruby um and that was lovely too but there's been there's been loads is there anything you remember I think think? there was always that week at the end of summer your last week of um the show I think it's the last week of July and I would always come down from Scotland for it and we'd have a week in London and it would be always the sun would be out in the summer and I feel like every sort of year that we did that was just really really lovely um it was it was like it was like the fun week of the year I mean everything it was not like the whole year was horrible but that I remember I just remember that week always being really lovely because we'd always like I would always be at your work on the last show of the sort of the term I guess yeah and we'd always go out for drinks after well I was a teenager but you and your team would go out for drinks and I would come with you and it was always really lovely um and I think just traveling as well whenever you and dad I know it's um supposed to be you and me but it's always you and me and dad we're always a three we're always like a little team in a way so being on holiday with when you'd come out to see me we'd always go away I like those weeks they were good they were good fun how does that feel listening back to that? Because were you aware that those moments meant so much to Rosie? Um, no, not not really. I mean, I knew they they were really. It was really good times. It was really it was really good fun. And of course, that I do. You know, I miss that obviously when you know she was growing up and 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 going to university and things like that. And going and well, I missed it when she was was in Singapore. But then we had the lovely times when we would go to Singapore. And Rosie is so organised. She's the most organised person in the world. And she would actually have a spreadsheet um, with everything in it. We we knew exactly what we were doing. It was like the a royal tour. <laughs> she knew exactly where we were going for lunch and exactly where we were going for drinks and exactly when we were going to this museum and when we were going on that wee trip to somewhere very, very special and gorgeous. And you you were great or organising everything. It was fantastic. We, we didn't have to do a thing. We just turned up mm. and went wherever we were told to go and it was always fantastic. Wow. It was great. Good work, Rosie. I do like a spreadsheet. <laughs> She loves the spreadsheet. Loves. Which parent do you get that from? Is that your dad? I think so. Yeah, he's very organised. He's very, he's very on the ball. He's the chef in the house. He's the organiser. He fixes things. Um, 
Yeah, me and my mum just turn up. (laughs) (laughs) We do, don't we? Especially when we're going anywhere. Like, just Mm. for an eight, well, in the days when we used to be able to go on holiday, we just, we just actually just give them my tickets, my passport, and just say, right, okay, I'll just follow you. It's pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you travel on your own, you you do it when you're on your own. And I mean, Rosie's travelled all the time. But I just think, no, Dad, just let him do it all. Just give him the passports. He'll sort everything. But yeah, but if you were out walking your dog, you wouldn't wag your own tail, would you? (laughs) Well, that's very true. (laughs) Same, isn't it? You know, and he's obviously really good at it. And I think we are, we all owe it to each other to let each other shine. Well, exactly. 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 That's it. Whilst putting our feet up. (laughs) (laughs) My final question to you ladies is um is pegged on a lovely quote that I've I've picked up from Nelson Mandela. He says the greatest glory in living lies not in never falling but in rising every time we fall. And I wondered rather than you tell me of a time when that's been true for you, could you tell me of a time when you think that's been true for each other? So when you've had to watch Ooh. the kind of the rug pulled from beneath you, what in whatever scenario and whatever moment in life that might be, where you've stood back and observed that in one another. Oh, that's Ooh. really interesting. Oh, I'm good. I'm so pleased you like the question. I love this question. No, it's a brilliant question. It's really good. I mean, there's been a few times. You remember when you were really, really young and we, were, we moved from, um, from England back to Scotland because mm. you were going to go to secondary school in Scotland and da- Dad particularly wanted to go home and it felt like the right time. And I don't think that we had really spoken to you properly about that. And, no, I was just told. You were told, which wasn't very fair, to be honest with you. And how you managed to, a wee bit like when you went to Singapore and you didn't really know anybody, how you managed to come home uh, back to Scotland and how you went to a new school and you made new friends and you just got on with it at that young age was really was really good and you never ever complained and you never said oh you know I miss my friends because I know what that's like it happened to me when we were 12 we moved from Glasgow to Skilbride which was only up the road but I remember being devastated and not being able to see my friends you know that was the days before mobiles and all that but I do remember that and thinking that was great and also you just going to Singapore picking yourself up and just getting over there and, and going for it. That's the things where, where you know, because you remember you were a little bit homesick at the start and you weren't really sure. And remember we had a few calls about that, but you were, but you, you just said, no, I'm here. I'm going to do it. I've said I'll do it. Um, and, you know, it was difficult, especially a new job and new people and huge responsibilities. And you just got on with it. And that's, that's admirable. That's huge, actually, Rosie, for that, for that time in your life to start secondary school and have to start literally from scratch in terms of who and, and your mum's Lorraine off the telly, which I realised today because before I recorded the podcast, I was at a meet this podcast. I, I said, I've got to go because I've got Lorraine and Rosie on. And one of the women I was with is Scottish and it was literally like I was about to go and like spend the afternoon with the Queen. In Scotland, your royalty, Lorraine. <laughs> so there's Rosie going to school in Dundee, starting a whole new circle of friends, new educational journey. I mean, that's pretty epic. And 
and without sort of being asked more told by the sense of it but that's what's happening <laughs> I mean I was only 10 when we decided when you decided and I think I was 11 when we moved because I would have been going into mm. if I stayed in England I would have been going to secondary school but because in Scotland does another year of primary I had another year of primary which yeah. in a way was a blessing because it meant that I was in a smaller class before going to the mental secondary school because in my primary school in England there was like eight people in my year and then I went from like 24 25. Do you think um, that that experience Rosie gave you the the chutzpah that took you all the way to Singapore in some ways because you knew you could do it? Maybe yeah I think I was just very determined it was kind of the same with uni when my first year of uni I was like I don't like this but I've said of you know I've got I've got to stick it out so I just did it um and maybe as well with I remember going on a school trip for a month and saying I really wanted to do it and I I didn't have any sort of I didn't feel that I wanted to not do it at any point but I just had this thing of well I'm I'm it's been a week now I've got three weeks left and I have to do it I think um I think I always had that thing of wanting to just finish things in a way but with Singapore it was always like a six month or oh, another six months or oh, another year um and maybe because of COVID I don't know if I would have ever come I would have come back I would have come back um but yeah I don't know it's funny to think like that and what about you Rosie when have you seen your mum have to dust herself down and 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 did that teach you anything um maybe um last summer we drove up to um East Bride to see my mum's mum and dad my granny and granddad and my granddad's been um quite ill for the past few years now um and I have seen like my mum get upset about it but it's always you know it never sort of overcomes never an overcoming sense of of sadness it's always right we'll do this and we'll do this to make him feel better um it's never really a, a thing of um it's never overwhelming if that makes sense it's always let's let's do what we can do to make it feel better. Not making any sense, but um, my mum knows what I'm talking about. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's just that sort of um, nurturing and taking care of your of your parents in a way um, when they're not well. So, mm. Mm. do you? I don't know if you can hear it because she, it's about you. But you know, we're like when your mum talks about you, be it on air, in person, wherever the pride is tangible I can taste it literally <laughs> falling off her lips um do you feel that do you feel that absolute love and pride that she has for you yeah definitely definitely I've never it's it's funny we um I think maybe because of the just the family dynamic with me and my mum and dad of me and my mum have never really argued we've never screamed at each other properly Ever. um I mean we bicker a lot but not really, no. It's, it's, no, it's, I'm really annoying you, all, don't I? I know oh, you, you annoy me massively, yeah. but it's all, it's all, um, it's all love. There's never any sort of, um, no, it's funny, isn't it? I think a lot of mm. other mums and daughters have that, but we, we, we don't. It's my dad that gets the brunt of it, to be honest. But, From you. Um, he does. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. You're, too, you're so alike, though. I think that's the problem. It's, it's you're switched quite now. Yeah. So you never, even as a get, sort of hormonal teenager, did the "I hate you, I don't want to live here anymore." There was none of that in. He's so unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so unfair. I mean, I definitely did that, and I was um, a bit horrible. But I don't ever feel like we fell out. I don't feel like we no. not like never not spoken to one another. 
Oh, um, that would be weird, wouldn't it? It'd be yeah, really weird. really weird. That'd be strange. It's just always you were never any bother. Yeah, even mm. as a kid, you were never, you were never, you know, you were never any bother at all. I kept waiting for the terrible twos, and it didn't really, it didn't really happen. But Dad was the the parent that said, "Brush your teeth, do your homework, eat your broccoli." Yeah, and <laughs> and I was more kind of like, "Let's sneak away and do something fun." You know, which is not fair. <laughs> but that it was kind of a little bit. Like that. We were like the two naughty ones. Yeah, it was a wee bit totally. Fun. It was a bit totally. And as you set out on your own professional path now, Rosie, you know you know who you are. You've made some really brilliant inroads for yourself professionally. Do you start to look at where the path your mum's walked, and do you do you take lessons from her in terms of how she's conducted her professional self? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, um, I mean, I still don't really know what I want to do. It's more, the past year has been really lovely working with my mum and I think I'd love to keep doing that. But um, also writing is what I am do- is what I do. So it's nice, it's lovely to do that. And because my mum is a, is a journalist, um, she's the perfect person to, to talk to for any help. Um, and I still annoy her every day. Like, should I do this or should I say this? <laughs> But, Do you run um, your copy by your mum? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Damn. I'm like, can I say this about this person? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> um, so I'm very much still learning, but I've got the best person to learn from. So it's very, I'm very lucky, um, which is good. You know, we we actually quite like each other. Yeah, you know what I mean, I was exactly. I mean, obviously, that's, we love that's, each other. Yes. We love each other very much. You know, of course, we mm-hmm. love each other very much. Of course, we do. But I mean, I like I like spending time with with Rosie. I love when she comes over, and especially when she brings. Ruby over and obviously I've got Ruby a bed here so that she can stay whenever she wants to. I've got to be honest Lorraine I thought Ruby <laughs> was yours because room. you totally dominate her when you're on Gogglebox and you did buy her the bed from Amazon. I, I can't let go of her. <laughs> I can't let go of her honestly it's ridiculous and it's great because she just falls asleep. She just falls asleep yeah. in front. She always falls asleep in front of the telly. So I just grab her and don't let her go. And then Rosie goes away and I just hold on to Ruby and say then bye. <laughs> think maybe she'll forget her but she never does. No I won't forget her. <laughs> We went away, it was Rosie's birthday, we went away for a wee, a wee night, only for a night away, just, just the three of us, me and, and Rosie and Ruby, obviously, the three girls, and the boys stayed behind. <laughs> oh, right, not Steve. And, <laughs> and it was great, it was just really nice, you know, it was just really lovely, um, just to do that and, and, uh, and spend some time together, it's been, it's been just really, really good, but, you know, I'm her mum, and Rosie's got fantastic friends, I'd love to think she tells me everything, but of course she doesn't, because... Nobody, I don't tell my mum everything. I still don't tell my mum everything. And then one day, maybe, Lorraine, there'll be more than Ruby. There might be a mini Rosie <laughs> that comes along. Um, oh, that I would pay to watch your mum on Gogglebacks, kind of fighting you for the child. <laughs> <laughs> She's mine. She's mine. <laughs> you have said that. You're a bit worried about how you are with Ruby, what you're going to be like if there's ever a... That's what I mean. Oh my goodness! I don't know if we're ever. Well, Ruby is enough. a child, but well, she is. Yes, but if you ever actually have, I mean, you won't get a look in Rosie. I know. I know. You could just leave leave her or him with me. What happens then, Rosie? Is you get demoted. It's like football, so that you'll answer yeah. the door to your mum if you've got a child, and she'll just go, "Where are they?" They just walk. My dad <laughs> doesn't even make eye contact with me. It's just, "Where is he? Where's the child?" <laughs> Like take all the rules out of the book, throw them out the window and, you know, make him his favourite porridge with fresh cream and Maltesers before bedtime when he's two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never tried that. That sounds oh. great. 
You're doing that with Ruby now, though. I'm not doing that with Ruby. What? You are. You're sh- you feed How? her little bits off your dinner. And but she looked allowed. at me and she was hungry. She looked hungry. No, and she's not hungry. Her. She's greedy. <laughs> she is greedy, but she looked hungry. She's greedy. And she looked at me with those big eyes and I had to give her treats. I had no... <laughs> There was, it was no way it was going to happen. I had no option. See, Rosie, it's already begun. <laughs> it's just the beginning. <laughs> but um, I know that you're end, at the end of season one of your podcast. Is there going to be a season two? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. We've, we've already got some uh, some really really good guests lined up. We're looking forward to that. We're going. We thought we would. What we thought was we would get sort of like quite unusual people and when, when I say unusual I don't mean that the people are unusual I mean just just a sort of real mix <laughs> of guests you know from yeah. lots and lots of different uh, walks of life so we're, we're hoping to talk to um, we will be actually talking to KSI because I love him um, and he's just a, an cutie pie he's just gorgeous he's just really just a nice <laughs> just a nice fella I like him a lot and he's funny and he's got loads and loads and loads to say and that's really good I mean we want to get a few more sort of people who you might be you know, surprising people, I think, as well, would be really good. Um, and, you know, maybe some friends, maybe some folks from work, you know, you know, whatever. And, and it doesn't have to necessarily, I don't think, be somebody hugely, hugely famous. That's not really the point. It's got to be people who have got a lot to say for themselves and, and who are interesting and interested. You know, they're both. both yeah. that, that makes for a really good a really, really good conversation. So that a good conversation is king in podcasting, and I, that's why I love it because totally. it's, it's, it's you know it's a bit like walking around in a thong. You're so exposed that um, there's nowhere to hide. There really isn't. You can't put that. you can't put graphics that. over it, or you can't you know no. you can't you can't roll it in glitter. It is what it is. It's, is it a good conversation yeah. or is it not? I agree with you 100. No. percent It's it's wonderful. It's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy. And, you know, as long as we can get people who want to talk to us and people that have got stories to tell, which is, it's, it can run and run and run, which is, which again, you know, is, is great. And people want to listen. It's, that's what I love about podcasts as well. You know, a lot of it is word of mouth. And people say, oh, have you heard that? Do you get that all the time? I get that all the time. Say, oh, you need to listen to this one. Or you need to listen to, oh, you're interested in space and astronomy. You need to listen to this. You know, I don't know. There's just something very intimate about, about that. I love, that's why I love reading. That's what I mean. It's, it's like being in a thong. It, it is an intimacy. It's like being in a thong. <laughs> Our ladies, it's been a joy. And if you want to listen in on more fantastic conversations just like this, subscribe now to What If with Lorraine and Rosie. They've got, as you would imagine, an extraordinary guest list and season two will be coming your way very soon. Uh, Ladies, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Well, that is it for this week's episode. I defy you not to have enjoyed that conversation. And if you, like me, have got a big old smile on your face and you'd like to share the love, then please don't feel afraid to rate and review us. It honestly, truly helps other people to find and discover the show. As always, the show is produced by me, Kate Thornton, alongside Gabriella Casalo, Libby Knowles and Richard Hatherall for Yahoo UK. Our music, as always, is provided by Andy Bell. And if you are having a tipple or two while we talk to you, oh my God, I'm a rapper, uh, then please try to do as we always do and drink responsibly. We'll be back next week. Until then, take great care. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.